Lord, we thank you that you are king and willing to become king of our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you with our lives. Thank you that you welcome us into your presence. Lord, we gather around you this morning. It's our delight to bring our praise, to bring our worship to you. And Lord, today, as we think about Vision Sunday, Lord, our prayer is that we would be able to see what you see. Lord, I pray that as we come to your word, it would be a, a fresh and living word to each one of us. Pray it wouldn't be my voice that's heard, but Lord, that each one of us could just hear the gentle whispers of your spirit, the things that you would speak or nudge us towards, and that God, we could all just find a fresh sense of connection to you, to that which you desire. Put ourselves to the side, Lord, and to be able to know what you want. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your incredible love, your mercy, your goodness to each one of us. You are worthy of our praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Yeah, you can give God a clap. Give him a clap of praise, a celebration. It feels good to do that and to, to worship him together. It's, it's great to have you here. If we haven't met, my name's Dean, part of the team at True North, and it's great to have you here. Give somebody that you didn't say hi to earlier a high five or something, and then uh, grab a seat. <laughs> Tell them you're sorry for ignoring them. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's great, great to be with you. Let me just tell you as well, if you're new here at, at True North, it is uh, especially great to, uh, to have you here today. You're here on a great day. Uh, we call today kind of Vision Sunday. It's the beginning of kind of a fresh year. We're all making that transition from the January pace of life to the February pace of life, right? Is anybody making that transition? You know, things, some kind of shifts. And even if you have kids going back, it's like just something shifts uh, in the year. And Vision Sunday is about kind of going, you know what, let's, let's be reminded as we start a fresh year, let's be reminded uh, what it is that we are working toward, why we do what we do uh, as a church. I, um, this week I had uh, a, a couple of vegans to our house uh, for dinner. And I don't know if you know much about vegans, um, but uh, it turns out they're people. And um, they're just like, just like you and me, and, uh, but they... Uh, they, are, they are vegans as well, so they eat a certain way. And whenever I meet people who've chosen to eat vegan, you know, no meat and no um, other stuff like that. And um, whenever I meet them, I love always asking, you know, why, why did you choose to eat this way? Because it's kind of a big change in life for, for most people to choose to eat that way. And I, I love getting to hear. So I asked them, you know, why, why did you uh, choose to eat this way? And they were telling me, you know, like there, there's always different reasons. Like some people's for health. Some is for, you know, animal welfare. Some of them, what I didn't realize, and they were telling me about it, it's just the whole environmental impacts on the whole food cycle. There's all these different reasons why uh, people will choose to eat that way. Now, I, I was so... Uh, convinced and compelled by them, I was a vegan for that entire meal. And so I was, I became a vegan this week. And um, just for that night. But, um, you know, I mean, all the way through, right through to dessert, we had uh, dairy-free ice cream. Figure that out. I don't even know what I had, you know. Like, that's, that's vegan ice cream. So, but here's the, here's the thing. You know, uh, whenever we want to do something of great value or great worth, it, it's never easy. 
And so the vision is about this idea of remembering why we do things, why we do what we do. There's a bigger picture in mind. That's what I love about these people. They had a bigger picture than just what do I want right now. They had a big picture they're living by. And our vision is a chance for us. This is why it's so important in the beginning of your mind. This is what the bigger picture is, where we're going. Now, our vision, we have a 10-year vision as a church. We're about three years into it. But about 10 years ago, we felt God calling us to this vision, that over the next 10 years, we would become a center for renewal as we passionately pursue the presence of God. You see, our bigger vision as a church is kind of this idea that, you know, we live in a time and an era in history and geographically and where we live in the globe. We live in a place where the church, the body of Christ in this world, uh, you know, it, it, the, the narrative around it and what everyone says is kind of declining and on its way out. And we believe that we are called to be part of a renewing of the vibrancy and vitality of what the church is called to be in this world. That over 10 years, we would see not where church is something declining and decaying and going back onto the, the dustbin of history, which is what sometimes the narrative can be. But instead, it is becoming, it's returning to its sense of vitality and vibrancy, the same life that gave birth to the original church flowing out of us and into this world. We dream of more campuses, more churches, and things that are going on that, uh, that there's such a vitality and vibrancy. It spills out. You know, and we know, and we talk about it, and this will happen not through kind of just clever ideas or strategy, but it's something that happens as we are a community of people who passionately pursue the presence of God. You know, the church won't be like, hey, here's a couple great ideas, let's try this. We know that, you know, change the life, the vitality, the vibrancy of all the church is called to be and all God wants for us will only come as we are a people who passionately, not apathetically or half-heartedly, but who commit ourselves to pursuing the presence of God. Not just knowing about God. Knowing God, walking with God. That's our vision. So we imagine a whole uh, kind of different future, if you will, you know, uh, over this next, you know, 10 years from when we started and sort of those rough kind of figures. But this year, I believe it's kind of a key year for us as a church. One of the reasons we're doing a, a vision Sunday this year to start the year, because I think if we as a church will step into some of the things I think God has for us this year, I think it will be a critical year to actually become in all he wants us to be over the years to come. And there are some verses that God has really impressed on my heart that I feel like these are verses we're going to come back to all throughout this year. These are verses that I just think, you know, I'd love you to go home, read them, uh, be thinking about them. They're verses that I think are, are God's wanting to speak to us, to form us. Uh, if you're brand new here, you know, this, these will start to give you a picture where we're going and what we're, what we're on about. And they come from Ephesians chapter 4. And this is a, a part of the Bible that is, is talking about. It's a letter Paul had written to this church in, in Ephesus. And he's talking to him about what the church is called to be. And what it looks like when the church grows up into all God intended. And how it gets there. And, he, and he's talking about the church and picturing it. You know, fully mature in Christ and, and strong in Christ. And as he describes that, continues to unpack that, he writes these words. He says, then... You know, then, once we're kind of growing up into Christ and all he wants for us, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. He says, instead of being infants and tossed this way and that by everything we hear over here or here over there, he says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow. Let me hear you say grow. Let me hear you say we will grow. We will grow. He says, we will grow 
The way that, and when he talks about growing here, he's talking about the way every living thing grows. Plants grow. People grow. He says we, as the body of Christ, we will grow. In, to become, we're going to become something we are yet, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. Listen to those words again. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Turn to somebody next to you and say, you got work to do. Turn to the other person and say with a little more vigor this time. You got work to do. Come on. And what I love about this passage and what we're going to key in on today is that I, I believe for us to kind of grow into all God wants us, there are three things that, this, that, that are all throughout this kind of Ephesians chapter 4 passage that we're going to kind of key in on today that we need a fresh vision for. We need a fresh vision for what it means for the church to be a body we need a fresh vision for what it means for the church to grow. And we need a fresh vision for what movement is all about. You see, the, the, the church is pictured. Here's the first picture we're going to look at today that for us to kind of, I think, grab hold of everything God wants us here. We've got to be, uh, we've got to have a freshness. We've got to be reminded and renewed in our understanding that fundamentally the church is a body. It's the body of Christ. Church is a word that because of its evolution over time and through the centuries and all those things, the word church can conjure up all kinds of things. We can think of bricks and mortar and buildings that look like this or look like that. We can think of, you know, all kinds of institutional things we might think of that. The church is called to be the body of Christ. It is, in, it is supposed to be this living, dynamic, growing, breathing, moving, active body in this world. And it's a body, it says, it's made up of the believers in Christ who are joined and fitted together. Do you know what I love is it talks about here how the body, is, it's, it, is, it is those who follow Christ who are connected to the head and now connected to each other. You know, whether we like it or not, if you're a follower of Christ here today, we have been joined together in his body. It, the word for kind of joined and, and fitting, connected, the way he kind of paints it here, it's almost this idea like he stuffed us together. <laughs> like, man, I've been stuffed in with you. You know, we've all gotten stuffed together. And we're joined to each other, you know, whether we like it or not. But turn to the person next to you and say, but I like it, I like it, I'm, I'm happy, I'm glad, you know. You know, this is, but what I want us to, we got to recapture this idea that, that we are the body of Christ. We cannot miss the high calling. Why, why is what we uh, sacrifice and do and give and serve and all the different things as part of the church, you know why it's worth it? Because we are called to be the body of Christ in this world. Jesus has sort of decided, he said, it's going to be better if I leave and I empower you as my followers to now be my hands and feet in the world. We are his plan. We are his plan for the, the unfolding of God's purposes in this world. Us, the people you sit next to, other bodies like ours gathered across our city and across this globe today. We are... We are his hands and his feet. You know why I think we need a renewed and a refreshed vision of this? Because it is just too easy to sometimes think of as sort of like, well, 
you know, I know there, there's church and there's people like Dean and, you know, and he stands up. And I'm sure church is probably something important to him because, you know, I mean, it seems to be like his job or something. And I don't even know what he does all week, but it's his job. And, and so I'm sure it all matters to him and his vision. And you should get excited about it. No, no, no. The church is a body. And, and what happens in and through our body should never matter less to anyone who's a part of it than someone else. I shouldn't care more about our, about our church than, than you do. That, that, would, that is like one of the most broken assumptions of how church can operate. And we need a renewed realization that we are all the body. We have different parts to play, different functions, different roles. But we are only, I'm not the body. I can't be the body. We are the body of Christ. You know, I love that Paul talks here about this idea that it's joined and held together by all the, all the ligaments. Do you know what? I realize as I, as I read this, one of the things this passage says is that, you know what, I am, I'm a ligament. I'm a ligament. The ligaments are that which just joins. A ligament, if, if you don't know, because I'm kind of a, you know, when it comes to like biology and physics and, not physics, what's the word? Physiology. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, a, I'm an expert and um <laughs> Physics and um, <laughs> ligaments. If you're not an expert in physics like me, ligaments join. It's this little tiny, you know, bit of something. <laughs> Joins joints together, holds them together. You know, the picture in this is that, you know what, leaders in a church, is something you know all the leaders, it must be their job to do stuff. My, my job, if I'm actually doing it well and I don't always get it right, but my job and anyone who's a leader's job is to join the body together so that the body can do the work. Sometimes I fail at this and I make the mistake and I think it's my job to carry out the ministry and the work of what Jesus' hands and feet, that's not actually my job. That's the body's job. And one of the things we have to flip on its head is that, you know, kind of there's leaders and they're trying to do certain, though we, we as leaders have to do the best job we can and a, and a better job of helping empower the body to do what the body is called to do. You've got work to do. Every person has a part to play. You know, one of the things that we started last year and we're continuing this year is our partnership with ACOM, a learning center. You can do a two-year diploma of ministry um, and and, uh, and there's different courses you can audit. You can just come on any given kind of Monday night. The facilitation started on uh, the Monday, February 18th. Now, one of the things about this is sometimes, and this is where we know sometimes we have a broken view of the body is we sometimes think, oh, it's like to study for ministry, that must be something you do if you want a job in ministry. No. Every person has a ministry. And your thing may not be to do this, but make no mistake, every person has a calling to develop themselves for ministry. Not for a job, for ministry, for what you're called to do in the body. And that's what this is about. I'm going to be running the facilitations for this course because it's around what it looks like to be a pastor in our church. I know across our church there are people God has gifted you and called you to be a pastor. Not have a job somewhere to pastor and shepherd and care for people. And I can be more effective in the body if I'm helping people get released into that than trying to do that myself. I know that's, that's what... I'm called to do, and that's what our body's called to do. We need a fresh vision of what the body's all about. You know, some of you should think about doing this. Maybe not the whole course, maybe the, this one. Maybe some of you need to think about doing a two-year. Because what would it look like if we were continually raising up people who are better and better equipped 
for the work of ministry. You know, the thing I love as well about this passage, the second picture we get, we got to have a fresh vision for the body and everybody's part in it, how it works. And we got to have a fresh vision for what it looks like for the body to grow. This passage talks a lot about growing, about being built up, and it talks about growing to maturity. You know, there is growth that takes place when, you know, people are added to the church and when new people become part of the body of Christ. And that is critical and always absolutely fundamental and key to what it means to be the body of Christ. God's willing that none should perish and not know him. God wants every person to know the goodness of what happened in Christ. So we will always be focused on growing out, if you will. But the vision we see in this passage is what it looks like for the body to grow upwards and for the body to grow to maturity. Now, let's be honest, growing to maturity is not the funnest thing you're going to, you know, hear today. You know, to be mature, it's like I feel like in my personal life I've been railing against maturity for years. You know, like the worst thing if someone said to me is like, well, you're quite mature, I can see. You know, what's that supposed to mean? Are you trying to? Speak the truth in love or something. But anyway, it's, you know, maturity, what it's all about here, it's this picture of what it looks like when the body grows strong and healthy. You know, we think mature, oh, the body, you must be really mature if you know a bunch of stuff, if you kind of have learned a bunch of things. Maturity is not about that. Hey, I know a whole bunch of stuff. Maturity is about what are you capable of doing. Do you know, uh, this is a, I've got a photo here. This is uh, Anybody know who this is? Who wasn't here earlier? <laughs> this is Deion Sanders. Now, he was a, a professional athlete, like most things I love, in the 1990s. And um, he was nicknamed Primetime. Uh, Deion Sanders was famous because he was the only a a professional athlete ever in the history of American professional sports. He was the only athlete to ever suit up for two different professional sports on the same day. He played one Sunday uh, in the morning, he played a professional football game, uh, gridiron uh, game, for the Atlanta Falcons in the morning on a particular Sunday. After the game, he flew and took a helicopter to a stadium in Pittsburgh to play for the Atlanta Braves in a playoffs game. That night he suited up. Now that, think about this for a moment. What kind of, uh, kind of, Physical capacity, capabilities, the maturity, the strength, the, the physical capacity that his body had to have to play two professional sports in one day. I mean, not only was he in them in, for the season, going back and forth, like in one day, both of those. I know for myself, I've never played more than one professional sport in a day. And that's true. <laughs> I've never played more than one professional sport in a given day or my lifetime. Um, and I've not even played one. But anyway, the, um, but you know, the, the, his nickname was Primetime. You know, one of the words in, in verse 13 that Paul uses for mature, it's this word that actually speaks to what it's like to be in the prime of your life. Now imagine an athlete like him. I mean, and this was when he was in his prime. Today he couldn't do that. But what it's like when a body is in its prime and its physical capacity, what it's capable of, you know, when the Bible, when, when, when Paul writes here in Ephesians and he talks about maturity, he's not picturing like, well, you're very mature and you've settled down or you've learned a few things. He's talking about what is it like to be in the prime? You're, the church is a body and it's supposed to be in its prime. He's talking about what's the capacity the church has to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. 
Over and over in Ephesians, Paul talks about, you know, there are good works that God has prepared for us to do. He doesn't want us to be mature so we just know, but no, he wants us to be capable of being the hands and feet of Jesus, his agent for love in this world. That's what it looks like to grow to maturity, is to be in the prime of who we're called to be as a body. And the church, where, where all of us will go through life cycle of our bodies and prime or not, the, the church of Jesus Christ is called to constantly renew itself, to always be in its prime as the body of Christ in this world. Seeing his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's who the body's called to be. And we see that that growth, the way in these verses, you can't get away from this, it happens through movement. We don't grow to become the mature body of Christ uh, by learning about it or reading about it or anything like that. We grow as we move. Paul talks about, you know how we grow? We'll grow up in him. He says, as we are speaking the truth in love. Not only are we joined and fitted together to one another, we are to speak the truth and love to one another. You know, most of the greatest growth that's taken place in my life has come because someone loved me enough to speak truth into my life. Sometimes to tell me things they saw in me and to call out the very best of who I am. Sometimes to tell me something they saw that was probably keeping me from being the best of who I am. But we grow when people help us to see things and, and know things and they, they speak truth to us in love and we, we grow and we become more mature. And it tells us as well that the body is built up as each person does their work. That when everyone in the body is doing their work, the body grows stronger. The body grows to maturity. There is work that you have to do. There, are, there is calling on your life. There is works of service and love, all of it in the context of love. Speaking the truth in love, serving one another in love. When we, are, when we are speaking truth and doing work in the context of love, that's how the body gets stronger. When it's moving. When it's moving. This idea of movement, I think, is... One of the big parts of this year. In fact, if I had to boil down, and, and this would be a phrase we're going to kind of come back to throughout this year. I think if there's one thing God wants for us this year as his body here at True North, it's that we would be a body that is moving. That we would all be finding our place and, and that this, this year would be a year we are moving somewhere. Body moving. It's not, body moving is not just an amazing song. From the 1990s. It is a great idea for us today as well. It pictures this idea that, you know what, uh, for us to be who, for us to accomplish what I think some of the good works God has prepared for us, uh, what I believe it will look like to move towards that vision to see a difference and a change over the next years. This year it's about going, we need the whole body moving. Body moving is a fun thing because when you actually get moving and when you actually get moving together as a as one body, there is something so powerful and beautiful in it. You know, I came across a, a story from the 1936 Olympics. 1936 Summer Olympics were held in Berlin. It was uh, the, the kind of beginnings of, of actually Nazi Germany at that point, And it was before things kind of all turned. It was almost something of a, a propaganda event for Germany. And that year in the, the eights rowing competition, the, the favored teams for it were Germany and Italy, European teams. Uh, and, and so it was going to be this huge deal, this particular race and happening right there in Berlin. 
But there was also a, another team that was put together in, in 1936 from the University of Washington in, in the United States. And they were, unlike kind of most rowing teams, it's often been a sport associated with like a lead. And, and at that time, especially certain kind of schools and areas of the U.S. But there was this group of guys who had gone to the University of Washington. They, they were not from elite families. They weren't from the best schools. They were kind of working on the shipyards, working logging. They were just kind of working class, coming out of tough times in the depression, but they all kind of found each other at the University of Washington. They began to row together as a crew. And they kept kind of growing in their capacity and growing in their capacity until they kind of defeated the people they needed to defeat to get to the Olympics that year. And I love kind of beginning to look into rowing and, and they ultimately ended up overtaking and, and, def and winning the gold that year and, and bypassing all the kind of favored teams from the elite areas of Europe. And together in this incredible picture, if you've never watched rowing, it is such a beautiful picture of what it's like when individuals have all prepared themselves and yet are willing to in humility uh, move as one with no kind of here's you know rowing is a sport where you don't kind of know hey who's the the most famous because it's it's about how they work together as a body isn't it rowing is this beautiful picture of what it's like when when everyone gets in perfect rhythm with one another I've never been a rower as I understand they get up very early in the morning I think vegans would probably make good rowers for some reason. I don't, I don't know. But I look at it and I go, what a picture. In fact, I've got a, a little bit of footage from this race. I want you just to have a quick look at it. And, and watch the way they find that rhythm together with another. Watch what it's like. Each person, you know, grabbing their oar as the race goes. And you just see that perfect harmony, the perfect synchronization. You know, look at the oars back and forth. You see the splashes all the same. Crowd watching, cheering for Deutschland. I think that's the German team there, out to an early lead, but uh-oh, uh-oh. All right, chant it with me, USA, 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 <laughs> come on. <laughs> You look at the smoothness of the motions, the gliding across the water, but with the full effort of every person, right in rhythm with another. You see at the front of the boats, if you don't know rowing, that's called the cox, and they're calling out instructions and keeping the team in rhythm together. Like the coach on the boat. There we go. Oh, it's not looking good, guys. That's, that's Germany up ahead. Actually, I think that's Italy. I think Germany's at the top. Here they come. This is our moment. USA, USA. America! <laughs> yeah, come on. I know you're as excited as I am. Now the, now the reason I love that picture is not just, you know, because of the U.S. one. But I, what I love about that, you see this kind of group of people who, you know, because... And there's a guy, he wrote a book about these guys called The Boys in the Boat, and it looks at them. And, and it's interesting, the author who kind of looked at everything they did, he said at the end of the day, you know, kind of what actually allowed them to take that gold and to do what they did. He said, you know, it's kind of, he said in all his work talking with the guys and researching, it was their humility and their trust in one another. 
But every one of them had to be willing to kind of humble, you know, I'm part of the crew. I'm part of the crew. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to prepare. But it's not about me. It's not about what I'm going to do. And, and I love the picture of what it looks like when you actually see everybody moving in sync. You know, when in the message version of these verses, it talks about how connected to Christ ahead. We get in step with one another. And I think the picture God would have for us this year is what would it be like just getting in that incredible rhythm together with one another. Everybody moving. Everybody just doing their part. I don't know what your part is. It's not for me to say. But I know this, as we all are connected to the head, connected to one another, and speaking truth and love, and working out what's my part, and doing my work, when we're all moving, that's how we get where God wants us to go. You know, I, the, the uh, guy who actually built the, the racing boat, the shell for these guys, was a famous, uh, he, he was at University of Washington, real famous for the, the the shells that he would craft, and he talks about this idea of swing. And in, a, in rowing in the eights, there's this idea of swing and what happens when everybody kind of hits that perfect moment of synchronization. He says, when you get the rhythm in an eight, it's pure pleasure to be in it. It's not hard work when the rhythm comes. That swing, as they call it. I've heard men shriek out with delight when that swing came in an eight. But it's a thing they'll never forget as long as they live. I just love the picture of what would it be like in the body of Christ when it's like it's everybody into such a perfect rhythm, connected to the head, connected to each other, each one doing their work. I think it would be a thing of such beauty and such rhythm that we'd probably never forget it as long as we live. And I just imagine when we look out this year, what would that be like? What would it be like every one of us is going, I'm not just a passenger. I'm not just sitting on the boat. I'm not just kind of, hey, I like this boat, and I drop in and out a little bit, and that's pretty cool. But actually just going, and this, you know what, and if that's where you're at, that's no problem. Don't be uh, offended by that. But the greatest thing any of us can be invited is to go, no, 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 I'm part of the crew. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what it's like when everybody's connected to the head, connected to each other, and each one doing their work in love. Seeing the body grown to maturity, grown to strength. God's agent for love and transformation in this world, for seeing the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What a picture. You know, this morning I'm going to invite the team to come back up here. And as we kind of begin a, a fresh year, you know, we're all shifting gears. We're, we're making that kind of from January to Feb. I think one of the, the things I'd love to on this day on, on Vision Sunday to invite every person. You might be brand new here today. You may have been here for a long time. But here's my invitation to you is to just go, you know what? Would you like to join the crew? If you've been here for a while, it may be just a matter of going today. I just want to renew. That's, that's who I am. I'm part of the crew here. I'm no pastor. I'm part of the crew. And this year, I'm going to stay connected to the head, connected to others, and I'm going to do my part. You might be brand new here. You are, come join the crew. I think it will be a thing you'll never forget as long as you live. You know, we've got, I think, a couple of, if, that, if you know that's, we're going to do something kind of fun here. If, uh, if you know, yep, nah, I'm in. You know, whether it's renewing that, whether it's kind of declaring that the first time. We've got these oars. This thing, this thing is so heavy, but I can wield it like it's very light. I'm so strong. So I'm in the prime of my life, you know. I mean, this honestly, they're gonna be up here. Don't try to pick it up, cause I don't want you to throw your back out. But look at it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, these doors, we're going to put these up here at the front. And in a moment, I'm going to pray, pray for all of us. I want to pray for our church. I, you know, let's just start at the beginning of the year going, God, get us in sync with you and sync with each other. And if in your own heart you go, yeah, nah, that's for me this year. I want to join the crew. I want to renew that. I want to go, that's what I'm, I'm going to be part of that crew this year. Whatever happens in 2019, I know this, I'm a part of it. I'm going to grab the oar. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to be connected to the head. I'm going to be an agent of love. I'm going to speak love. I'm going to speak truth. I'm going to act in loving service of others. I'm going to be part of what Jesus is doing. You know, that while we sing this next song, I encourage you just to, that's something you declare to him. You don't need to declare that to me or to anyone else. You declare that to him. But if that's something you're declaring on the inside, sometimes it's helpful to do something, you know, physically and on the outside. And so these oars are going to be right over here, and it's just a picture saying, you know what, I'm going to join the crew, and there's going to be some markers by them. And if that's kind of the, the response of your heart today, I encourage you just to come forward during this next song and just write your name on there. It's just a way of saying, I'm in. I'm on the crew. You know, this is the, our, our fourth service as a church this morning across the body of Christ at True North, and every time I see the names on there, I just love thinking, I'm in that crew. I'm with those people. That's my crew. We're rowing together. And whenever I see all those names, I think, man, there's nothing we can't do connected to him and connected to each other. Imagine what he'd do with every one of us. Yep, I'm in. I'm moving. I'm going to be moving this year. I'm grabbing my oar. Why don't you stand where you are? And just before we do that, we're going to pray. I just want to pray for you. Pray that... Um, Give us a chance, even before we, we kind of come and do that, to just, just respond in your own heart to Christ. He's the head. I'm not the head. Nobody on our team, not that Christ is the head. Would you bow your heads with me? If you want to be a part of this prayer as we just submit to the head, you can just kind of open your hands in front of you. Lord, it's the beginning of a, a new year. Lord, we believe that You've got more for us than just sitting passively this year. You call us. You call us to, connect, to be connected to you. You call us to be connected to each other. You call us to be moving. And Lord, I just pray that in some way, even in this moment, you would be pouring into our hearts. You would be aligning us to you. You would be drawing us into sync with you. You would be getting us in step with you and with one another. Lord, I pray for every person who would make it the declaration of their heart today to just say, Lord, I'm in. I'm going to be moving this year. I pray that even now you'd be pouring out your vision, your strength, that you would be equipping them through the power of your spirit for what you have for them this year. Lord, as we are connected as one body, connected to you that had your life, your love, your word would flow through us. So Lord, we submit to you the head and we say, Lord, we want to be on, on step with you. Show us what it looks like. Keep us close. In Jesus' name. Everybody greet said, amen.
Amen. We're going to continue just to sing to him. I love singing together. It gets our voices into the same unison around him. As we do that, be like, yep, I'm in. Just come forward. Join the crew. 